Welcome to history. Hey, race fans. Welcome to the Checker Pass podcast. Uh, Steve Guthrie here. I've got a couple of, uh, I've got two co-hosts tonight. Uh, Mr. Turner is uh, headed to the West Coast in the morning. So it'll be Tuesday morning. He'll be headed to the West Coast to do some officiating. It's, uh, I believe, the ARCA race. And he told me this morning he's going to be doing the Xfinity race too. But anyway, um, Mr. Dale Tyre is going to be one of my hosts. And uh, hey, Dale. How you doing, Glad Steve? Glad to have you on. And uh, my other one is going to be, I'm going to be nice, my, my beautiful wife. She's going to come in and ask some questions. Um, we have a really cool guest, uh, someone that I really enjoy racing with, uh, Mr. Michael Moat. And he's, uh, I'm, uh, I'm honored to have him on just, just because, uh, man, we've put on some good races and, uh, we'll have to talk about that a little bit too, but he's, he's a hell of a dude. If you don't know him, you need to. And, uh, but, uh, we're going to start out first with Mr. Dale's victory devotion brought to you by Morgan Motor Company. Is buying a car something you don't look forward to because of the high-pressure salespeople? Don't let yourself be pressured. When you contact Morgan Motor Company Incorporated, you always deal with a Morgan. This means no high-pressure sales pitch, no high overhead costs that's passed down to you, and savings you can bet on. Morgan Motor Company has been serving the upstate of South Carolina for over 60 years. Give them a call today, 864 242 Six six eight four, or visit Morgan Motor Company and see how they can save you money. And tell them the guys from a Checker Pass podcast sent you. Uh, thank you, Matt Morgan, good friend of mine. Uh, come on board to help us out this year. He he loves your spot on here, Dale, and uh, he wanted to he wanted his title to be with that. So I thought that was pretty cool. So well, I appreciate it. I'm gonna make it over the Pontet Highway and meet him in person one of these days. I hope you catch him one day. I might have to get him in here one day and just be a co-host. He's a uh, He's a busy man between going to car sales and he's got youngins playing ball and stuff like that. So he's he's a pretty busy fellow, but we'll have to get him over here sometime. That'd be good. Yes, sir. All right. This week's devotion is titled Don't Look Back. First Corinthians nine twenty four says, Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Satchel Page, the great baseball pitcher, once said, when you're running a race, don't look back because somebody is probably gaining on you. If you spend your life looking back, you're not going to be able to prosper to your fullest potential. We all learn from our past, but we can't let negative experiences affect our future. While driving a race car, the driver needs to focus his attention on what's in front of him. This can get hard to do if there's a clear track in front of you, but there is a competitor attempting to pass you. Will they go high? Will they go low? Will they use their bumper to nudge you out of the way? If you try to use your rear view mirror, you may be able to block your competitor for a little while. But if your attention is on what's behind you, hitting your marks on the track becomes very difficult. You will eventually make a mistake and get passed. A spotter can help with this, but in most lower divisions, two-way radios are not used. Many drivers have been in these situations and were told, look where you are going and don't look back. And a side note to that, there's a car that runs out of this shop. A fellow drive up here from Florida to drive. And last year, there was a renegade race, and he a 20-lap race, and he led 18 laps. And Steve was on the radio with him and told him, do not look in your mirror. But he looked in his mirror, and he went high, and he got passed. 
I think Steve said he'd done that twice. <laughs> so I'm not calling any names, but his initials are West Kane. So if you are a saved person, the devil will try to distract you from living a godly life by reminding you of your sinful past. You have to stand firm and remind him of his future. But if you look at Jesus, you'll never fail. He's the one who is your true example. So as you live the Christian life, keep your eyes focused upon Jesus because eternal life with him is the prize at the end of the race. As you live the Christian life, keep your focus on Jesus, not your past. Let us pray. Lord, let our focus be on you. Help us to not be pulled back into our old sinful ways. Give us the resolve to stand firm against the schemes of the devil so we can be assured of a victorious future. In Jesus' holy name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Dale. Always enjoy your, your devotion. Um, we're going to dig right in here. Uh, we got our guest in here. Uh, I guess at first we need to wave at Uncle Benny. Yeah. Benny is going to be listening, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, and we, we one finger waving at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, how you doing? Good. Glad to be here. Yeah, uh, we appreciate you coming on a little short notice. Yep. I was working on somebody's race car and got your message that morning. I was like, why not? Let's see what happens. Well, it'll be cool. <laughs> it'll be cool. We've had some interest. There was a pretty good amount of hits yesterday when I posted that, you know, you coming on. so. Yeah, I seen old... Rod, he's that's a good guy. I seen he was the first one to say something on there. Oh, Rod Gentry, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a, he's my buddy. We uh we've known each other since we was like knee high to a grasshopper, and uh, Rod Rod gives me a hard time, calls me the bird man. I got the same <laughs> issue with him as Uncle Benny does with everybody else. <laughs> I can understand, <laughs> but uh, like I say, it's good to have you in here, man. You a well respected man around the racetrack i don't think i've ever heard anyone say anything bad maybe chris lawson <coughs> but um other than that i don't think i've ever heard of anyone have any issues with you i i try to do the right thing when we're racing i i'm gonna bump you you know that i have but it's short track stuff i i try to make sure i don't want to go home and work on my car and i know you don't want to go home and have to repair your car either so. yeah can I can I intercede and say I loved watching you guys race. That was always my favorite when y'all were side by side because there were some bumping, but you were always fair and you were always fair and there was never any like intentional. No, action. and the big thing I have with that race is I trusted Steve a lot. I knew if we was going to hit, it was not going to be on purpose. It was going to be hard racing between us, and and it's hard to race somebody like that every race. And I think I've only raced. I've only raced like three people that hard, as hard as I have Steve, because I have more faith in I have faith in him that he's gonna do right, and I was gonna do right. I wasn't right. gonna tear nothing up with him. That's just well. That night I wanted to take a straw down there in the creek and drink it for an hour just because I was so thirsty and dry mouth. I was like, this dude has got me up on the wheel, stuck me on the outside. Uh, that um, I've won a bunch of races, and that has to be the highlight of ever of my racing. And that's why. I wanted to race Renegade a lot, and I was glad I got the opportunity to do it. And it was because I knew you was there going to be one of the ones that was hard to beat. And I wanted to be there in the middle of that race with you and Bobby Emery at, at Joker and Drive, too. And I was like, well, that's where I want to race at. That's where the competition's at. And that's yeah. what I want to do. That's exactly what that's that's what it's about. You yeah. know, go go to where the competition is, not where they aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, 
man, it, it was. It was a blast. And every time I've ever been on the track with you, it's, it's been nothing but respect. That's I feel the same way. I I would do it again. I'm ready to do it yeah. again now. <laughs> I don't think I have a car around here that would work quite as good on the high side as that one. And while it does, I don't know. But um, yeah, we that, that was definitely a blast. So uh, the last name Moat has been around Greenville Pickens um for years, as far as I can remember. I don't know really which one started first. I know it was my uncle Scott and my uncle Emmett raced a lot there and. I know there was one year that neither one of them could be touched for some reason. I don't know why. And then they just, uh, I don't know, they just stilled it in me when I bought my first race car. It was from my Uncle Scott. And the first time I got in, I was terrified. And he, he's, when I come in, he looked at me and said, you going to make a fool out of us. <laughs> he said, get in it. He said, just go. He said, if you tear it up, it's made out of steel and we have a welder. He said, but don't ride in the back like you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't take you long to adapt. No, it took me, I think uh, it was like eight races in, I finally won my first race. Really? Yeah. And that was Charger? Mm-hmm. Man, I, Dale, were you were you out there back in the Charger days at Greenville? Very little. Man, yeah. there was horsepower under the hood and uh, not not enough tire. Tire about that wide. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. And, I mean, you, it was elbows up for... Ever how many laps they give you? I think it was 12 to 15, just depending. Yeah, and it, it was fun racing back then for sure. I know that if I would have had power steering back in, it would have been a lot funner than what I know now. <laughs> how come? And I did it myself too. I guess it was Tommy Galloway. Uh, we start out racing, and they tell us it's faster without power steering. I think they think <clears> at five horsepower that the power steering pump robs. I don't care. It's worth it to me now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you don't go to the Cadillac dealership and tell them, we use this thing got manual steering? <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't imagine ever driving without power steering ever again. Ever since I put it on one, <clears throat> it's been on every car since. Yeah. And, Dale, the, when when you're out there um, driving, them things, you know, they really pull hard left of the way you make them set up. And uh, so you're you're – tugging on the wheel hard right the whole time you know it wears you out it don't don't matter what shape you're in so especially if one gets loose it ain't as easy as you think to bring it back to the right <laughs> no it's a it's a handful so so having power steering is a is a really good luxury on a race car and they get they make it for race cars for a reason mm-hmm. and i've come to like alternators too you ain't got to charge the darn battery every week <laughs> <laughs> ain't that the truth we get lazy the older we get i'm the same way uh, when I started figuring that stuff out, like you talking about, I, I was more than glad. Oh, yeah, that's fine. It ain't going to hurt us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll drive it harder. <laughs> yeah, it's a pain in the rear when you when you go to the racetrack and, and you go out there and, and you got to put a charger on it to make sure you got enough juice in the battery for, the, for you know, 10 or 15 lap race or whatever you're running that day or 20 laps. Mm-hmm. And so the, the little mini alternators was a good – Something good to addition to have too. And I think most of them's off a little Toyota truck. Yeah, yeah. That's the, I don't have a car here that doesn't have one. I don't think yours got your money. You got them, yeah. So it's just when I started driving for Mister Campbell, my daddy was always a tightwad. So when I started <laughs> driving for Mister Campbell, he had all these bells and whistles. I'm like, dang. He had air condition. I mean, we had it all in his cars. And uh, I come back up here. And I told Daddy, I said, hey, this thing's got this and this. So now we all got it. 
I was the same way when it was coming out of me. I couldn't afford all that stuff. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that I had to cut apart and fix and make work again when I started racing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the alternator setup's $360, you know, and then you got to chase a belt for another 20 And if you ain't got a battery charger or a generator already. Yeah, you got to, yeah. So, it, it worked out. So, you so you finally got you, you said eight races in, you got your first win, and uh, it was on from there. Yeah, uh, it was one night. I got a win, and I'm not going to say my dad was mad, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't real happy because he was leading the race, and every time he'd go off in the middle, he would wash up a car whip in the middle of the corner. And I was behind him, and we couldn't talk to each other, and I was telling him, every, I said, you keep on doing it. I'm going to have to stick it in there. <laughs> and he did it for the whole race, and they showed us two to go, and it, he did it again, and I said, well, he going to be mad. And I drove it in there, and I hit him right in the quarter panel. He washed up, and I took on, went on, and I ended up winning the race. But he was he was agitated, very. I'm sure. Because he, he said after I hit him, every car behind him hit him. <laughs> they used him up. Yeah. He was like a dirty old pit lizard. He didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> If it wasn't for him, though, it, it would have been hard for me to start racing, really. Yeah. I can remember them, too. One was 84 and one 48. And, and I can tell you how we got to – Daddy got to 84. And when I started racing, I had fixed my car, and he had paint, and I painted it to look just like his and everything. And I was there, and I was like, well, I'm going to have to go get decals. And he had just bought brand new ones for his car up there <laughs> on the wall. It was hanging up, and I was like, I ain't got to buy no decals. <laughs> I went over and cut the numbers right down the middle and just flipped. <laughs> so that's how I come out to be 48 most of the time. That's, that's the like, way to do it. I mean. <laughs> I that's a heck of a way. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Yeah, he had brand new. No, I just did. I cut them straight up the middle and put them on there. And I said, hey, I got my number now. <laughs> so you're, you're racing. You've already run into him. You took his numbers. You run into him. <laughs> So you started out all wrong anyway. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that, there's been many nights that we've crashed together where he's one of the ones where I'd race harder than anywhere else. I raced him the same way I did you, and it sometimes it didn't come out so good. But Yeah, but probably because he probably wouldn't give you that extra inch where I will try to give a foot, you know. <laughs> yeah. Let's not do body work. Yeah. No, there was one night I remember we crashed down the back stretch. And I could reach out and change the oil in his car where the oil pan was on my window net. Good Lord. (laughs) Boy, I could see that ride home. Lucky y'all didn't come in the same hauler. No. (laughs) It wouldn't have been good, but it wouldn't have been bad, though. I mean, we both knew what could happen. Yeah. That's one thing I guess you're lucky of. You got in a race with your dad. Um. I raced with Dad a few years ago. He run Renegade some, and either the car he was in was junk or the car I was in was junk, so we never really got around each other, so I never had that luxury or to run with him. I, I've run with your dad. <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> I've seen him drive. It, it, he's not that bad. <laughs> he's, uh, he's wild. He won't listen to you on the radio, so we don't even put him in there. <laughs> But he tries to give everybody room and respect, so that's one thing. Uh, he does. He, Your dad is really good. I, I I love watching him race still. It's 
I need to come watch him hit this dirt car a few times. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll tell you that story in a minute. <laughs> yeah, it was an adventure. He, uh, he, he's, I want to see him win in this dirt car so bad. He, uh, cause he's, he's, he's got, a lot of people think he's out of control, but he's probably got the best car control I've ever seen anybody have. Well, I've seen him slide around a lot and it's, yeah, it's in, it's in him for some reason for a car to slide. Yeah. And I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll get out and tell you, you know, he's told us on the show a time or two that. I just close my eyes and stand on it. I'm like, how do you do that? But he can't see anyway, so it don't matter if I open or close. <laughs> There's been a few spots where I've been like, yeah, this might not be good and just go. <laughs> well, he, uh, I'll go ahead and tell you, went to the dirt track last week, and, you know, we had Rod Tucker on last week, so I was trying to pick his brain about our car. Daddy said our car was tight. So the the day that Rod come, you know, it was, find out what we can do to loosen this thing up. And I'm like, all right, so. Anyway, Rod and I talked, and and he told me some stuff and told me things to try. So the next morning, Daddy's all froggy when I get down here. Well, what Rod say? Listen, what, what we got to do? And uh, I said, well, and I started telling him, and he said, whoa, wait a minute. He said, if I ever told you I never lift? And I was like, what? He <laughs> said, I never cracked the throttle on the dirt track. He says, I drive it down there, stand in the gas. I never lift, and I throw it in there trying to make it do what it's going to do. And I'm like. Well, I couldn't tell him to how you how are we going to adjust the car to that. So I'm like, I believe you got to burp the throttle and stab the brake and throw it sideways and then stand back on it. So we probably had a good car, but a crazy driver. <laughs> it's hard to adjust the driver. Well, the good thing you got going for is he's not scared of it. So he's oh my god, <laughs> you gonna have to come watch him. I promise you. He uh, he, he's he's just something else. So, how many years did you end up running Charger? Let's see. I run Charger until, was it, it was probably 14 or 15. I think I quit when I left. Last year was 14, Yeah, I think. And me and Jimbo just had done all kind of work to my Charger car. And he looked at me and he said, well, he said, when the season's done, because I've been keeping it somewhere else, he said, when the year's done here, go ahead and bring it back to the shop no matter what shape it was in. Well, I tore it all to pieces that last <laughs> race. And I got it there, and he looked at me and said, I meant to bring it back in one piece, not uh, – I had side laying inside the car with it and all, everything. It tore a whole side off of it. He said, well, he said, we don't have as much to cut off of it now. <laughs> <laughs> I could only imagine with Jimbo. <laughs> He's a mess. I got some good ones for you on that, too. Oh, you'll have to tell us. Oh, Jimbo, he's a mess anyway. At Joker, when I finally killed the Chevelle at Anderson, old Jerry Bryant let me borrow his race car to finish out the year, the year I won the points down there. In Superstock or Super Renier, whatever it was. But I'd raced Jerry's car for two races, and I blowed Jerry's motor up. And I said, Jimbo, you think my motor is all right? Because it's sitting in the floor. I already tore the car apart. And he said, I don't know. We'll have to put it in there and crank it up and see. Did all that. Cranked it up and it run fine. And I said, you think it's all right? It's still running at this time. And he reaches over and he grabs the carburetor and holds that sucker wide open. <laughs> let's back off. And I go, oh, my God. I go over and 
put the little needle on the tack, and it said 7,800 RPM sitting still. And he looks at me and goes, it's all right. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a trip. Have you have you ever met Jim? Oh, yeah. He's, oh, my God. He's, he's a, a smaller package of Ken Guthrie. Yeah. <laughs> They're first cousins, by the way. But, I mean, yeah, I. I I about lost it right there. I was like, man, the rod is going to be in the floor. <laughs> wow. That's insane. So did you put the motor in and go down there and race? I went back there, and that's the first time I ever won back-to-back races in a car, was in that car. And it turned out I ended up winning, I think I won like eight races that year, and there was only one or two of them was in my car, and the rest of them was in his car. Huh. Like the first night I sat in it, I won. Darn. Never what, was that fourteen or so. That was fifteen. Okay, because I remember coming and watching was, all that. It was a black eighty three. Yeah, that was. It was a decent car. I mean, I went down there and practiced it, and the car was too low, and the brake caliper bottom out on the frame. I went and raised the car up. Wow! And I didn't know anything about it when we got to the track. Still, after we fixed it. Sit in it, started on the po- qualified to pole and led flag to flag. And I was like, well, maybe this car ain't too bad. <laughs> yeah, pretty good car. You know, you said you won back to back. I don't know. That's something I've never done in racing is win two weeks in a row. I have won. That was the first time I've won. I think I won like four weeks in a row with that car. That's pretty cool. And then Freddie's car, I've won back to back in it several times. Yeah. That, that, it's. It's something that I never thought I could do or thought I would because of the competition level that's there. I think it's always tough, especially in Renegade. It was always hard. It didn't matter oh, yeah. what you done. It's hard to outrun them big body Malibus, though, when they ride. I, I love that car. I, I I really want somewhere to race that car again, you know? It's just. Yeah. I think that car, I think that car would be good up at Tri-County. I'd love to see it go up there. That's what I want to try. Yeah. Uh, just uh, put about 2% across in before you go because it's going to be sideways. If you go like you are. I'm good. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's going to be a little more sideways than used to. <laughs> I went up there last year and, uh, you know, you run a four barrel up there. And I, I, if Daddy's dirt car would turn like that one did, we'd have been good. It was, uh, I was shocked. I, I just, it took me. I put a 14-inch, 300-pound spring in the left rear and a 125 in the right rear with a... I think I put a spring rubber in the left rear, too. Oh, a 12-inch, 125. It was... That's a lot. And it was still loose. The only time I run that stiff of a spring is when I run <clears> Charger. <throat> I run a 400-pound left rear back then. Yeah. That's because I weighed 330-something pounds when I raced them, too. Yeah. It, uh, it, it, it shocked me. I was... Exp- I, I really went up there... You know, with my chest bowed out thinking, I'm going to be good up here. These boys are going to hate me. And shoot, I got my panties pulled down fast. <laughs> but, by the, you know, I didn't get time to work on the car because I had transmission problems. But it worked out at the end of the night. But it, uh, it's definitely, you adding that 200 pounds of weight to the car that you got to be 3,400 up there, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's different. Yeah, that's what, I've been up there the past few weeks, really, and watched a bunch here. Was it, they've raced uh they race every other week, and I've been there probably the past three, four times they've raced now. Yeah. 
So I've been looking at it. The, the I guess they call it Renegade Affair still too. Yeah. I've been looking at that, and I've been looking at the Superstock deal. Superstock deals. Uh, that's what me and Dad are doing. The Superstock deal is cool. I got one. It might be about three quarter way done. Yeah, and then you, you uh, that uh, that series that uh, that GSX rap series that they're trying to do. That's gonna be a cool deal. So hopefully that'll take off. I went up there and watched that Friday night. Was it a mess? It wasn't that bad. I hate it. I know Austin, my buddy, and Ted is, and I hate it for them because they blowed up right in front of everybody. Mm. I think they was running third in the deal, and they had a fast car, but I think that was the worst part of the whole night was that. Yeah. I mean, I know most of the time when you go down to Dillon and watch that series. Yeah, they wild. They wild, and they really wasn't. Well, they were wild down here to Anderson. What few showed up here? You know, yep. a while back. That that's a that's a good series. I hope it takes off. I do too, cause I I want to try to get in on some of them races. It'd be fun. That's that's uh watching Tyler Woodring and them go up. You know, and Boo. They all. I wanna. I'm ready to get a part of that. That's what I, I I'm on the same page with you. Yeah. I've been trying for the past while, and then I had a car that was somewhat okay. That would. It was close to the rules, and I'd added a bunch of weight, and then they told me not to bring it. And huh. So, I'm trying to take two cars and trying to rob parts off of one to make the <laughs> other one go. So. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> so, tell me, <clears throat> excuse me, what, what's your favorite racetrack that you've raced on? Actually, <laughs> I've only raced on two tracks, just Anderson and Greenman. Really? Yes. I've never been able to go somewhere else and race yet. And I, I, that's another reason why I want to do that GSX deal. Or I need to bump I need to call Freddie and tell him. We all just need to go up there. And <laughs> I know my boys would love to go. Freddie needs to take that car up there. Well, I've talked to him, and I'm doing a little bit of research to make sure what i got to change on his car to make sure we good. Just put you some tires and some weight. Um, well, well, a lot of people don't know that that car only needs about a hundred pound more to go race that deal. Well, you put them tires on it, it'll be right. <laughs> them things are heavy. Uh, Freddie's car. Everybody, I know they. Some of them used to complain about it being light, thirty two ninety every week. Yeah. What that thing weighed after the race? Wow. Every week. I guarantee you put four, four of these Coopers on it, you'll meet the right weight. It's insane. Is it really? Yeah, I was blown away last year. When I put, well, I put, what we put, 40 pounds on that car? Something like that, 40 or 60 pounds. But, I mean, you know, them little Monte Carlos don't have a whole lot on them anyway. But them mm-hmm. big body cars, them tires, are, it shocked me. That's what uh, I've been watching, too, and looking and <clears throat> curious. And I'd pay attention, like, when them boys was up there racing in that deal to see how far off some of them's car will fall off or anything i can think that one car first your old car ain't it yeah my old the, my old car's there and then uh that nine car that black and orange nine is that one of yours too that's david and sean campbell's old car oh is it and both of them both of them are pretty consistent they they usually don't fall off a bunch no them two didn't uh when i've been up there that's the two cars to outrun it looks like to me yeah yeah my old car's one like four in a row and then uh he fell off a little bit this, the last race, and he got second. But he, uh, and that's a lead better. 
Is it? That's Gary's little brother. Oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's uh, it's in good hands. Yeah. They. Boy never drove a race car until the day he sat in that one, and he he won the first time he ever got in it and rode win. Man, that's that's crazy. Yeah. I wish I could done that. Yeah. Tell me about <laughs> it. The only other one I ever know done that is Alex Guthrie. He first race he ever raced a car he won, and uh, that's a pretty cool feather in the cap to have. Yeah. I, I can't say that. <laughs> Not many can. <laughs> no. Not many can. So, uh, you made the transition from Charger over to running down at Anderson. To that wide tire. To the wide tire car. And you won the championship that year. I won the champion. Well, I raced it for, I told you wrong. I quit racing Charger in 13. I raced the whole season in 14 with it. And that was, uh. I was thinking you was at Anderson a pretty good bit when I was down there. I raced the whole, the first season in it in 2014 and then the next year 2015 is when i won the championship in that deal okay yeah i think ted might have won it the year ted i won. won it the year before yeah that's uh that's a cool little deal i hate that class kind of went away because they was gaining steam i did it 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 kind of phased out what was good in it i thought you know because then they went and letting you bring in a clip car Mm-hmm. And then it went from the clip car to the full blown late model deal, and then yeah, it's just I think too that was along the year that Anthony took over Greenville, you know, fifteen. So people that were running down there probably, you know how it is. Everybody wants to run the prestigious NASCAR mm-hmm. sanctioned tracks, and they they just kind of abandoned down there. That's the thing with me. I don't care mm-hmm. if you was going. Race. If you was going. Tell me you was going to race Renegade at Anderson tomorrow night. I'm going to Freddy's to work on the car here in just a few minutes to <laughs> yeah. fix it to go. <laughs> yeah, know? no doubt. I'm going to go where the competition's at. I don't really care which track. But get back to your thing. I forgot about your question about okay. the track. It's a hard decision to make. There's pros and cons at both places. I, Greenville is home. It's always been home. I grew up there. I mean, I always wanted to win races there, so I, I, I can't really say one over the other. I know I had better luck at Anderson right off the bat than I did Greenville because the first time I ever raced at Anderson, I think I finished second. First time ever there in that 100-lap Charger race they had. There. And then uh, Greenville is, like I say, is. I've got family that's got ties there, but they got ties at Anderson too, but it's more of a family tie at Greenville because I don't know how to say it. Uh, it's what I know, I guess, is yeah. the best thing. Yeah. I always said that yeah. Greenville was home, but Anderson's not bad. You know, Anderson, no. we have fun and enjoy that too, but Greenville is just always home. Exactly. It's just. Well, you and I, we we probably have, we're probably close in our driving styles. Um, I feel like Anderson, when I went down there, I love Greenville. I started racing at Greenville. When I went to Anderson for those three and a half years, um, I felt like I learned how to drive a race car differently. And, and really, and then when it, when I left Anderson full time and went back to Greenville, I was a different race car driver. My confidence was better. And I feel like maybe you probably say, uh, yes, it was, uh, exactly right. Cause, uh, I'll tell you this, when I went and run that race at Anderson, 
was the first time I won at Greenville was the very next night. And I, I learned things at Anderson that I didn't realize running at Greenville. Yeah. It, it was like I learned at Anderson I didn't have to – I could drive the car deeper than I thought I actually could and don't know. And then I took all that back to Greenville and learned that too. I, well, dang, I can go another two car lengths further than I thought I really could here. Yeah. <clears throat> what I learned down there – um, if you overdrive the corner and the car steps out sideways, I learned that you can, you can brake a little, but you can gas a little and kind of steer that thing back straight. <laughs> yeah. So when I went to Greenville, that's where I got, that's why I like the high side like I do, because, you know, I learned a little bit down at Anderson and that's what helped me at Greenville. So. Yes. I, I, I know where you're coming from there on that. It, it's crazy what you can take from one track. It's not even the same. Yeah. I mean. Polar I, opposites. Yes, and, and transfer that information to something else. It's just crazy how it works out like that. Yeah, and I haven't driven a, a manual transmission car since my Charger days. Was I run one race in 07, but I was always a one-footed driver back then because you use your left foot to clutch, and, and I was right foot and brake and gas. Now, I don't know why in an automatic car I've always been a two-footed driver, so... And I feel like that's helped me a ton. So I would love to go back to a manual transmission and try that. Yes. Uh, when I started, I started two foot right off the bat. And <clears throat> I tried one footing before, and I about crashed the car. I was like, oh, no, I can't. I, I don't I don't know why, but I can't feel how much brake pressure is on, the, yeah. on my gas pedal foot. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, Tommy Galloway taught me years ago when before I ever even started driving was, you know, to be a two-footed driver, drive your passenger car that way. Mm-hmm. Drive it around town, and you get used to it, and then you can apply it to the race car. And I've, well, my old truck, I have to drive it like that. <laughs> Sometimes, well, not now, but before, it would, it had drum brakes all the way around, and I'd oh, have boy. to drive it two-footed to get it to stop sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> that and them things liable to swap lanes on you, them <laughs> drum brakes, and you not even know it. You ain't got to turn the wheel, it just goes. That wasn't two feet on the brake pedal, was it? No, it was It was easy to stop. It just didn't. Sometimes there wouldn't be no pedal there, and sometimes they would. Oh, way Lord. The way it acted. And wow. It got disc brakes in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it a completely different vehicle. Yeah. But it's just like you're talking about, too, though. It, it, I know a lot of people that still can one foot brake, and I just. I don't know. I can't. I can't bring the mentality of it, and and for my foot to read how much pressure I'm putting on the brake pedal, it's like it's no. It's with me. It just I don't know why. It's like when I reach over and click that car, you know, automatic transmission. I've never put my right foot on the brake ever <laughs> since I've been. I don't know why. There's always. I guess because I she laughs at me every now and then. She'll look and she'll say, "You over there driving with both feet," you know. Probably that Tortenberger you run that wanting to go. <laughs> what Tortenberger? Yeah. There was nothing there. <laughs> so I've been told anyway. Uh, <laughs> I've had direct drive. You won't believe the stuff I've heard we've had in cars. Yeah, I've tried some of that weird stuff. I can't tell no difference, really. No. I just are, had a big foot and a big-ass motor. Are you, are you guys trying to say that you, you were cheating a little bit? Mm, only between the, just, I like that. Just between the bumpers. 
that oh. didn't work, it come back out in a hurry. I'll tell yeah. you now. <laughs> I don't know. You, you'd be surprised. Uh, Vince Quinn gave me a setup in 2003. He started helping me in my charger car. And that's basically what I still run today. Well, I'd be, I, I'm not, because Freddie's car is the same as it was 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing oddball on that sucker. It's not. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess you don't fool with them cars as much as you would a wide tire car. You change a little bit. And... I don't know. I think his would run as a wide tire car the way it's set up. Huh. That car has, uh, it's been different. I mean, it's been a good car ever, ever since. I believe Blake bought that thing from James Johnson. Yes. And, uh, it's, me and Blake worked on it and Blake cut a bunch of bars. It had two roll cages in it. I know. I see the marks of it still in there. <laughs> yeah. The biggest thing he done that was cool was he took all that dang green out. Or somebody did. I did. <laughs> but, he got um, in there and. When we decided to paint the car red, I told her, I said, this green got to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Alex might have drove it and it still had green in it. It was black and green with Alex still. That's right. And then it was still when I started driving it because, and then uh, I told him, I said, he wanted to put a body on it. And I said, well, let's change the interior too. I said, I ain't a fan <laughs> of this green stuff in here. Yeah. And man, there's green everywhere in that car. Up under the dash. He painted the bottom side of the dash green, everything. I was like, oh, my God, I'm never going to get rid of this stuff. <laughs> that was James. James, we got don't paint stuff green anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that deal come out crazy when I first started driving for Freddie. It was, I think he texted me at like 1130 or 12 o'clock one Friday night. He said, do you want to race my car tomorrow night? And I missed it. I woke up at probably like 2 o'clock in the morning and was picked my phone up to look. I seen the text, and I texted him back. I said, I said some different words now. <laughs> I said, yeah, what time do I need to be there in the morning? <laughs> and he texted me back, and he was like, I don't know, call Brian tomorrow. <laughs> so that's how I got my deal with him. I got in his car, and I think I finished third in that car the first night. I run yeah. it. And then the next night, I think I finished second. And it's a good car. It is. And it's it, been through. It responds to changes. Yeah. It does very well. It, it's hard to get a race car to do that any. Mm. When you got one, it'll change to, you can put like one round the bar in it and I could tell it. Yeah. So, I could always, when we would do something like that with Blake driving or when Alex was driving, I'd ask him and he'd be like, you could tell that. And we're like, that's crazy. That wasn't much. No, it did it, it. And it. I don't know what it is, but that, it, that car just works all the time. And even when that car was off, you could still drive it fast, you know? It, it's yeah. just crazy how things like that work out. Oh, yeah. So uh, before you went and we started running all the Renegade up there for them, you uh, you dabbled in that limited class at Anderson, didn't you? Or Yeah, I did some. It's It got very expensive, yeah. very hard to do. Yeah, when it first started out, it was a good deal, but now it's basically just... That's a late mall car. Yeah. Might as well. And, I mean, the knowledge that you're running against down there, I don't think is where the, you know, like Chris Whitfield, I don't think that when they were all wanting to do them cars, I don't think that's what they signed up for, having run with a guy that's been running there for... That's That was the problem I had, really. I didn't really care about racing 
some of them I was okay if I but I didn't have the means or technology myself to do it with them. I know I, I have pretty well faith in myself that I could run with them, but it's just all the all the stuff you got to have to do it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I understand that. I was checking our producer to see if he was ready for commercial break. Yeah, he said we're going to take a commercial and thank the ones who helped to make this possible. Are you looking for someone to do a dreaded painting project? I'm talking about residential and or commercial. Look no further and contact Maccabee Painting. These guys have been around for 15 years with 29 years of experience. The owner, Benji, is a third generation painter and knows his stuff. They can also take care of all of your pressure washing needs or deck repairs and staining. Again, if you're looking for someone to come and do an amazing painting job, either residential or commercial, if you got pressure washing needs or you just need your date repaired and stained, call Maccabee's Painting at 864-395-9744. Not a jack of a lot of trades, but definitely a master of one. Again, that number is 864-395-9744. And tell them that the guys from a Checkered Pass podcast sent you. Hey everyone, this is Crystal with a Checkered Pass podcast wanted to take a second and give a shout out to our official apparel provider, Black Acid Racing Apparel. Do you need some shirts printed, maybe some custom hats? Give Black Acid Apparel a call. Black Acid Apparel is a custom apparel company specializing in direct-to-garment printing. There is no minimum order required, and they produce high-quality projects. Whether it's for racing, business, an event, or anything else. Like I said, Black Acid Apparel has your back. Black Acid Apparel, your choice for custom apparel and the official apparel of a Checkered Pass podcast. Have you been driving around town and got into a little fender bender and now you need your car repaired? Look no further. Go talk to Blake Jeter at Powdersville Collision Repair, located at 415 Three Bridges Road in Powdersville. He specializes in insurance and auto body repairs. That address again is 415 Three Bridges Road in Powdersville. Check out Powdersville Collision Repair and and tell Blake the guys from a Checkered Pass podcast sent you. For all your handyman needs, call Robert or Hall with Hall's All Hands on Decks. 864-213-7502. No job is too small or too big. From fixing water lines to building decks, even minor roof repair, and everything in between. Again, that number is 864-213-7502. Call today and tell Robert that you heard it on the Checkered Pass podcast. And check those fellas out on your local Speedway, Anderson or Greenville. Woohoo Racing, Joshua Thomason and Robert Hall. Hall's all hands on deck. For all your automotive and heavy equipment, foreign and domestic, alternators and starter needs, contact Gene's alternator and starter. Tell them that you heard about it on the Checker Pass podcast. Give them a call at 864 246 3036. It's Gene's alternator and starter. 
Sorry about that. We had to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Uh, I do want to point out, I got called out yesterday. We had a little get-together for Memorial Day, and uh, my buddy Benji McAbee called me out and said that I sound completely ridiculous doing the commercials. He said Crystal sounds so well-spoken, and he said, you know, she kind of had the Ellie Mae Clampett voice or the, 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 the twang going on, but done a really good job. But he, he I'm going to put it nice, but he said I was an idiot. <laughs> the way I sounded. I mean, it's kind of being a nice about it. But an idiot or a redneck? Well, <laughs> no, nah, he he sounded like he said I was a special needs third grader, basically. <laughs> so uh, he was giving me a hard time because I, I was. I we, we done our commercials. We was we was in here. We sounded like a bunch of fools. And I know Hunter was getting tired of us doing it. And I started passing them off to Crystal, let her read the commercials out. So thanks, Benji. <laughs> thanks, Benji. <laughs> so. uh uh, where were we at? We were talking about uh, all that green paint under the dash, maybe. Yeah, there was a lot of that stuff <laughs> everywhere. But uh, yeah, and and we, that's right. We we talked about the limited late model deal. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got away from that. But uh, going back to Greenville, you got to drive uh, Ted Samaro's car for a little bit, didn't you? I got to drive it. Uh, I can't remember if it was two or three races. Yeah, and you right doing there, pretty good. It was right there at the end of the year. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> That was a, that's a bad little race car too. I mean, I've got lucky to get that deal too, just yeah. for a few races. I, I know this is one on your daddy, but that was that one race where I started on the outside pole and he started on the pole, and I was waiting for as soon as he your daddy would fire, I'd fire, and I don't know what it was about Ted's car, but it jumped him. Two or three car links, and I was like, ain't no way I just jumped the Guthrie car that far. <laughs> <laughs> My daddy is a, a turtle when it comes to shifting gears. As much as he practices in that dump truck, you'd think he'd be good <laughs> by now. But I don't know when it comes to a race car and he's on the pole. He is scatterbrained. He he can't get the right RPM range that he needs to be in in whatever gear he's starting in, and he usually kills it. That was the first car that I really – figured out how to shift right in because i practiced that all morning when i was there every time i got practice i'd come around like i was starting a race just to make sure i didn't screw up and miss a gear yeah if i was gonna be fast enough to front start in front of all of them i didn't want to miss a shift in front of everybody well no and ted they've got them them new rail shifters they call them i don't think that one had a regular old hearst really shifter in huh. it those new those new rail shifters they say are pretty pretty jam up you know on shifting I've seen them, and I, I, I don't know. I know they look pretty mean the way they work. You know, it'd be something worth trying, but they stupid high unless you find a deal. But uh, yeah, that 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 car it's it's amazing to think that car was built in 1995. So we're going on dang near 30 years of that car being in existence, and it's won a ton of races, and it's still going. Yeah, yeah. Tim's got it now, <laughs> and it's a. It's a hot rod, and I'm, I'm sure there's been a lot changed through, especially the past several years. But, but that car, Mister Galloway, throw together years ago, it was it, it was to the times we're racing now. It was mm-hmm. that far advanced, so it was mm-hmm. 25 years advanced. Yeah, and it's like I say, it's still going strong now. It's it's amazing what he done back in, and you still using and doing that now. Yeah. But now everybody's doing it. Yeah. You know. It's to to sit around and look at stuff. You know, we got that clip out there that he had built for for Hollingsworth, and to look at stuff that he done so innovative, 
that long ago is mind-blowing. He has probably forgot more than most of us will know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I used to say that to him, and he said he didn't forget nothing. But now, bless his heart, he can't remember anything from his Corvair to the toolbox. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, I catch him down here some days, and I'll, uh, I'll get him when his pencil's sharp. And mm-hmm. I'll start picking his brain, and then I'll go write it down because <laughs> I know it's a good day, and I know he's telling me some pretty pretty cool stuff. Yeah, if you can pick his brain on anything, it's, that man knew his race car stuff. Still mm. does. Oh, he does. He's simply amazing. I know there for years, I always wanted a car that he had done. Never got everything I got. Ended up with some bolt-on parts that he had made before and stuff. And yeah. Now I got a car that I'm, that's coming along that he worked on and done and I got the bolt on stuff to go with it so I might have the whole package when I finally get done. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was told, uh, I don't remember when it was, but I guess your cousin ended up with Tommy's jigs and stuff. Some, and, and Tommy told me that there was, there was a few clips that he had already had built. He had two jigs. He had a jig for a whole car and he had a jig for just a front clip. And somebody told me that they thought Mitchell had them. He does. He did. Well, he did. I'm not sure if he still got them or not, but he, he does. Uh, I know he's missing one jig fixture. He pro- I hope he, if he listens to this, he's going to find out I got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I doubt he listens. <laughs> I got the one for the Chevelle still, so. Yeah. So that's the chassis like that out there, yeah. I got the one for the, was it, 68 to 72 Chevelle front clip. I got yeah. that one. Huh. Well, that's pretty cool. That's that's what he told me the other day, that he had a jig that he specifically built front clips on, and then he had a jig, another jig that he'd done the whole car on. Man, the knowledge that it went into his stuff with. Oh, yeah. And I've had to use it, hated having to use it. Yeah. And the way he made that thing was simple. I mean, you unbolted everything on there, and this sucker just bolted right in place, and if it was been or out of shape you knew where it had to go right off the bat dang i mean i had one that had bent a lower hookup on the a-frame and three of the bolts would go in but the one wouldn't so we had to cut it and that's all it was just cut it and move it right back in place and it would huh. find to go again Robert Aaron, he uh it's like i say it's mind-blowing I, I i laugh thinking the stories that i've had a few guys tell me about cars that he's had how Oh, he's took and widened the frame rails and all. And then I'm looking at this clip I have out here of his, and it ain't nothing like what I've been told. No, it's not stretched out there like that. <laughs> no, I had one guy tell me that, that the whole engine cradle had been widened and pulled the springs out further and all that. And I'm now looking at it and looking at the true chassis beside of it. It's comical to, to think about what they are looking at. They don't even have an idea. It's an optical illusion. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so ingenuitive for his time. and. Oh, yeah. and But that's like with everything. When you outrunning them, they finding something to stretch or exaggerate to get looked at. And oh, you, yeah. Absolutely. Like, so, so you, uh, heck, you've done one. You've done won three or four championships through your years. I've won two at Anderson and I won one at Greenville. Okay. I won the. Championship at Greenville last year in Renegade. That's the first time I ever won one, and I hope it's not the last championship that goes on there. Yeah. Um, I, man, I'm going to tell you what. If we get a championship this year, get a season this year, 
Uh, Jackie's got some cool trophies. I don't know if you've heard. I hadn't heard. I've been looking at it, and I hadn't seen a whole lot of stuff that's changed, and that's what I figured I'd talk to you about here shortly to find out more about what's going on with it, too. Yeah. Um. I wish I could point a picture out to you in here of a trophy that he's going to He's going to be presenting to the champions. Um, it's it's the season. I've got all kind of NASCAR <laughs> posters and stuff in here, and I'm looking around. If y'all are wondering what we're doing, nice trophies <clears throat> everywhere too. <laughs> um, did he say it on air, honey? He did say the trophy deal on air. Mom will say it. He's wanting to have. He's he's got a, a company that's going to make replica. Winston Cup Championship trophies. Oh, the wow. old wooden replica that, you know, you famously see Dale Earnhardt hugging that one when he got his seventh. Mm-hmm. So that's what he's talking about. He's got a company going to do that. So that'll be to win a championship at Greenville Pickens this year. Might find two or three cars in. Yeah, that, that'd be pretty dang cool <laughs> to, to have. Uh, and here I am, sold a car. <laughs> um, I'd have to race against you, though. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be fun oh yeah it'd be a darn challenge i like it oh i do too we'd either walk away with our arm around each other at the end of the year or walk away with our cars on the same road back together <laughs> nah. um so you got the call to drive fred's car and uh you know people say what they want to about fred's car that's a it's a good ride it, it is it's it's consistent i mean i was faster than that sucker with Two race old tires that had never been soaked or touched than I was with new tires or anything. I had, when I got about the fifth or sixth race on them, they would start to fall off. But I, I'll be honest, I soaked the crap out of one set. I said, it's going to be the ticket. Yeah. It Slow slowed down. that car down a half a second. Ain't that crazy? It locked it down. When Boy. I get in the throttle, it sounded like it would just go, oh. That's crazy. Yeah, that, that little car I was driving last year, it, four races is about all she'd get out of tires, and it was time for more. It, and the bad thing is I hated putting four new tires on there. It'd be quick, but it wouldn't be <laughs> as quick as it would the next week. You yeah. Know? yeah. That's always what the – I mean, I think it's cool, the, the Hoosier tires, you know, because you get, the, you get the adjustability like your late model or your super stock where, you know, they got stagger. You Like these street tires, they, they are what they are, and – those street tires are pain in the butt. I know it, God Almighty. I forgot how aggravating they were to drive until I went to Tri County. It, it just—I don't know. I—I I like them because it's economical. Yeah. As long as you get the right kind of tire. Yeah. But then there is the one kind of tire that you can get and put on there, and you're gonna be fast, but it's only gonna be for two, three races. Huh. And then you need a tire again. Wow. Is that the same ones that uh? <laughs> There's a few cars out there running. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Me. Yeah. He's, oh, I see why, though. They wear out quick. Yeah, and I hadn't tried it yet, but I think, I don't know that you can bring them back if you cut them. I know that you used to could cut the yeah. tire and bring them back, but I don't know anything that's going to help with it anymore. Yeah. Those, uh, I like how Tri-County does their rule with, uh, they, they put you on, that one tire and everybody's got to have it. I like that. Cause I think it's, is it one tire in two different sizes? Yes. But you got to run the same four sizes all the way around on the car or something like yeah. that. 
I like that idea better. It puts you on an even playing field with everybody on tire. Cause yeah, and I think the only difference in in one tire to the other is a quarter of an inch in diameter and a quarter inch in width, maybe or or sidewall. I just want to, but you know, it isn't enough to. It, no. But those guys up there, uh, they're cutting them, and they're juicing the heck out of them. Cause I I kind of <laughs> mingled around last year. I had one dude that was up there that was on fire last year. Uh, you know, he was the dominant car, Clint Townsend. <laughs> and uh he uh he was over around my car the whole day but you know you go over near his and you, you smell chemical mm. and uh you know they they need to keep that kind of stuff i guess in check i do because i know i had to do it for years running charger and then doing it in super stock at anderson and stuff like that man that stuff can't be good for us no no that's uh uh you know Tommy and, and Daryl Pruitt, who was here earlier, they're real good friends with Steve Burns, and they, both of them swear that, you know, Steve's health issues probably comes from tire softener. That's what I've been told, too. Yeah, yeah. that's a bad deal. I try not to do it. If I can get away with not doing it, I don't want to necessarily fool with that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't – I didn't – I, the year before last, you know, we had Matt Anders and them out there. I would, I was making sure because I knew they all was coming with what they had, and I was going. I wasn't going to leave nothing on the table. See, I couldn't with that car I was in. It hated so tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that ain't fun. But it, I mean, when they fast on fresh tires, ain't nothing wrong with that. No, but that's just crazy how racing's come. You know, stuff we used to buy when I started was. Fifty dollars, and now stuff's went up to one hundred and fifty dollars yeah. for the same darn thing. It's not unreal. It, people say this; it's not the money, but it is. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't care what any of them say. It, it has a big problem with it. When the working man can't afford to race, there's not going to be any racing. Mm-mm. You know, I, I, I work, and if it wasn't for these other people, I would not be racing right now. Still, yeah. I mean, it, it's. I tried as long as I could by myself, and I was done. I couldn't do it no more. It's no. tough. I mean, you know, we, we've we got a fuel sponsor, and I told Jackie that going into the situation. You know, I got I got a paid full fuel sponsor for, for the shop. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be buying fuel from you. <laughs> and he was like, I understand. So, I mean, Like I say, I was tapped out and ready. To, oh, I actually had done quit. I killed my car and I finished out that year, and I was not planning on racing no more because – couldn't afford to fix my car that i got yeah and then i got lucky and rick vanador stepped in and he built a renegade car at first and the car was actually supposed it was chris's car his son i I had put it together for chris and all this stuff and fixed it where chris could chris wanted to race again and i was like well yeah well let's get him to go yeah and chris tried it and he, he he could do it but he I don't really know. He decided not to, and then after that, he they called me and said, "Well, let's go race this car." And I was like, "All right, good. Chris needs to go race." I was like, "No, you're going to drive it." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> no, was that the little Malibu or the Camaro? That was the uh, actually that was a metric car. It was a what was that thing? Was it a Oldsmobile or a Buick? That's right. I do the, remember the that. The black 97. It was I a remember. black 97. Had silver 
Yeah. Lightning bolt down the side almost. I do remember that. I did dabble into that. I was probably 16 or 17, some, somewhere in there. Yeah. I do remember that. Um, So the Vanadors, you, you drove for them a little while. Or you still drive for still them? Still drive for them right now. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. The actual, well, the 41 car that I drive right now is the guy that works for him, old George. Yeah. And George, uh, he had problems last year. He come down with the C word. Yeah. And I I was, I didn't have the heart to tell him no. He asked me after that happened that if I'd race his car and I really didn't want to run pure stock anymore, you know, and when he asked me and then. He spilled the beans about what was going on. I was like, Man, how am I going how do I have the heart to tell this man no after what <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I was like, Well, yeah, I'll do it. Let's go. <laughs> and then he come down and got bad off and I I guess that's what's kept him going, you know, because as far as everything I know is he's cleared up and done at good and go and that's good. So that's good. Do he have is he related to the cabin? Yes. That was running? Yes. Okay. I think they're brothers. Okay. I didn't know if it was father and son or what it was. They were brothers. Okay. So, uh, I don't want to jump too far forward, but so your daddy's going to come down there a little bit this Friday and try to get him a little bit. That's what I heard. A little <laughs> bit of son. I told him it was going to be bad if I outrun him. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, it's going to be bad because you are going to outrun him. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Look, he's been Greg Dodgins' bridesmaid for how many, <laughs> how many years out there? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I I give him a hard time, and I, I know he still brings that up. <laughs> <laughs> I was always busting his chops when, uh, you know, in the past on the other show, and uh, I like your daddy a lot, but I like to give him a hard time too. He gives it back, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know he, he, he may not have got it yet, so you <laughs> might. I'm sure I'll look up and see that fast firebird in the mirror and run into me one time or another. <laughs> but uh, we were talking during our little commercial break uh, about some ongoings at the racetrack. Was, oh, it, yeah. was it last year that that went down? That was last year. That was like two or two or three races for the end or four races somewhere. In the, yeah. It was right there, right before the end of the year. And it was over... Was it over exhaust pipes or just somebody checking? It was over exhaust pipes. Somebody we was racing with, I won't say any names, but they whined about the car. I watched a man lay down underneath my car while I was over and qualifying. I was sitting in the car ready to qualify, and the man laid down on the ground, looked up underneath the car. Hmm. I mean, if I if he wouldn't have been laying beside his car, I would have backed up and scared the crap out of him. Yeah. But he was beside his car where nobody could, or his, somebody's car. Yeah, I know what you mean. And he laid down, and then he jumped up, and I watched him. I knew what he had seen, which is, I was like, well, there ain't nothing there. I didn't didn't think of it or nothing, really. And next thing I know, I win the race that night, and I go, jack your car up. We want to see you exhaust. Hmm. I said, why? It's the same thing that's been run on this car for however long it's been built. Yeah. And I was like, well, I still got to look. I jacked it up and looked, and it was a two-in-the-one. But the two-in-the-one it had on there, it wasn't but about two foot long, so it wasn't going to do nothing. That was counting the Y and everything. Was yeah, that foot. car dumped straight out the back, didn't it, or through the center? It dumped right there in front of the rear end housing. Yeah. Right, and Keeps the rear end good and warm. 
Yeah, I'm sure it got hit hot several times. You know, times. that's why that car is so fast. It keeps that <laughs> real thick gear all hot and thin. We can put that 75 140 in there and it turns into <laughs> 50 weight racing oil. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but anyway, when they jacked it up and they threw me out for it, leading the points and stuff. And uh, they uh, took the points away from me and everything, and that cost me a. I fell from leading the points to two points behind in second. Well, the next week, we had, Freddie had took the car and had the exhaust cut off and redone and put it, pulled it out the side where everybody could look at it and see it. Mm-hmm. And, well, when we was right there in the driver's meeting, they said everybody in Renegade bring the car down to Tech Shed before the race even starts. Wonder what the heck are you wanting to look at now? Well, we get down there and I get out, and uh, old Matt's down there looking at them. And I'm, Matt, what are you looking at? He said, exhaust. I said, mine's right. It's brand new. <laughs> <laughs> so I do, rem- I do remember when this come in because that's the week that, yeah, yeah, because all the cars that I had there had the same exhaust. And then I remember hearing Matt tell Anthony on the radio. He said, hey. Down here, looking at these Renegade cars, you got one car that's legal right now. He said, it's the 54 car. And I remember hearing Anthony, hold on, I'll be down there in just a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's when all the, I guess the stuff hit the fan right there. Yeah, it kind of got crazy there. Um, Right there toward the end, can you? Um. It, it got crazy. I remember telling, you know, I told him because we had, what, three, four, five cars out there. I think y'all had about four that night right and, there. I know Wes and uh, I think you, Hunter was driving one that night, wasn't he? Yeah. I think so. And and then Peyton Spearstock had, had them. So, yeah, I told him, I said, I got four or five cars here and they all have them and I ain't changing them. You know, you can't tell me that, I mean. I know the dyno probably tells it, but we're running renegade cars at Greenville Pickens. There's no dyno around, so. I know by the seat of the pants, I couldn't tell the difference. No, you wouldn't. That'd be kind of like taking an alternator on or off. <laughs> yeah. You know, the difference in horsepower, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I was frustrated at that deal. Wes, he, you know, I don't, he was trying to get third in points or second. I don't remember what points he, where he finished, but he was trying. He was right there with me. And. He come home and made us cut his off and fix his. And I was like, are you crazy? I'm points racing. I'm like, you done messed up there by saying that. You, you, well, it's just an accomplishment I want. And I was like, okay. So uh, we done that. But I'm going to tell you a funny story since we're talking about stuff like that and they checking. So <clears throat> a couple of years ago in Superstock, somebody said that they were running cambered rear ends. Do you remember this deal going on? heard something about it i don't remember a lot of it i didn't really pay attention because i thought it was so david um david started building the car that dad was driving and dad ended up buying it from him so he had a he had a cambered rear end in it we knew it was cambered didn't know how much so we roll them down to the scale and they put their plate on it and they trying to check it and we we had like five on the right and I don't know, four on the left or something. It was something stupid. And uh, they were like, oh, you can't, you, you don't have about one, one and a half on these things. That's, that's that's it. So we were like, what do we do to fix it? We didn't know it was like that. 
So uh, they wanted us, they told us, you know, take a rosebud, tor- rosebud torch and heat it and blah, 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 straighten it. <clears throat> so we come in here and looked at it, and Daddy said, well, I ain't cooking all my seals and all that, and I ain't doing it. Heck with them. So what are we going to do? And I said, I don't know. He said, oh, they ain't going to check it ever again. They won't ever look at it. We ain't going to worry about it. So we're standing up there on the darn pit road, and here comes Matt. And he said, I need y'all down to the tech shed. He said, all the super stocks. And I said, what's going on? We're going to check and make sure y'all fix the rear ends. And I was like, oh, Lord. Daddy said, we didn't fix it. What are we going to do? I said, give me the air compressor. I put 40 pounds in the, or 50 pounds in the left side and about eight in the right side. And we went down there, and them boys was like, good job, guys. Y'all fixed it. <laughs> that was what I was about to say. All you got to do is change the air pressure over there. Cause yeah. Some of that camber is going to be from stagger anyway. Yeah. Daddy said, what made you think of that? And I was like, I just thought that if we raised that side of the car up and lowered that side, it was, you know, it was going to do something. And he's like, well, I'd have never thought about that. And we wouldn't have got to race tonight. <laughs> that was, that was pretty funny. So hopefully Matt's getting listening to that. And oh yeah, here's how I pulled one over on him. <laughs> That's what I liked Matt down there. That was Matt's a good dude. Talked to me every week. Didn't matter you had a problem he would understand where you was coming from too because yep. he's been there you know he was a good fella he was overworked for, for what he was doing Very. um which i mean you know thank god they had the place open every week you know and oh yeah i hate that they they dang near killed matt to do it and he pretty much hates gravel picking now because of it but That's, i can understand yeah i hope he don't hate to track it more to people yeah yeah i hope he you know, maybe just just hate the being overworked. Don't really yeah. hate everything else. Yeah. So hopefully, if we get to open this year, he'll uh, we'll get him to come out there and watch some with us. Yeah, he probably could. I yeah. bet he could be talked into it. Oh yeah, Matt's a good dude. Um, so uh, you pretty much, you like I say you, you run you won the points pure stock at Anderson last year, and was it? It was year before last. Okay. I think. And you off to a good start this year. Mm, yeah, but it, it don't really – I've never really points raced. You yeah. know, I've always been told if you go for wins, the points will follow. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, what, how many you won already? Uh, Two. Okay. They got me on the first one. Yeah. I got caught. I didn't have all the links in the sway bar. Uh, got to tighten them cars up a little. Well, that one needed to be the other way. Oh. Yeah, it's that car is very tight. Really? It needs to be looser. Huh. And that's the little Malibu, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got a cold spring car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, if it's a Camaro, I'm sure. Yeah. It, it. But, I mean, I didn't have any bar in it, but I didn't have bar. I didn't have any in it or none taken out of it. It was just... Yeah. They wasn't no spacer there for it to I don't know how you would word how you how I was doing it. It had it right, but it wasn't it never worked, I guess yeah. is the thing. It didn't work like it should have. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, I know it's a pure stock, but they need to let you have some adjustability at least on the sway bar. Yes. I mean everybody out there knows how to run a bolt up and down on the sway bar if it's tight or loose. And there's nothing in the tire, really. I don't know that changing the air pressure, it helps it some, but you got to go drastic with it to help. Yeah. Well, 
called me and he said, my car, you know, I've had his car down here for the past few months. He said, my car is tight. He said, what do I do? And, uh, I started telling him air pressures. He called me back. He said, man, that thing picked me up a ton. So when, when mine's like, yeah, I'm going like three to five pounds of air yeah. pressure. Oh, change. we did. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy how it works because you still don't have no stagger. You're just relying on that tire being flat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And it was, we was having to pump his right side, right rear up because it was, it was just too tight. I mean, I've run lower on them than I really should have on the left. And it, huh. They hold together. I hadn't ever, because it's my boys doing it. I don't, I don't experiment too much with tire pressures. I got a story about tire pressures. You want to hear one? You know, Eddie Vickery. Yeah. The year I won the points down there, he was the one helping me with the car. Well, I went out there to qualify, or, or not qualify, but start the race and stuff and come in. And I never knew what the air pressure was on it. I didn't really care. I was like, well, how much air did we, did it gain? He said, oh, it gained about seven pounds here and here. And I was looking at the tire pressures when it come in, and they wasn't upward. It was like 22 pounds. I was like, Eddie, how much air pressure did you start on this thing? He said, well, <laughs> we started with about 13 in the rights, and we had eight in the lefts. I said, do what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why? I said, why didn't you tell me that? He said, I didn't want you to worry about it. The tires <laughs> wasn't coming off. It was all right. <laughs> Remind me not to have Eddie be my tire guy. <laughs> hey, it worked. I never asked him any more questions. It did. He just said, I didn't want you to have any doubts. And I was like, okay. So That's a good fella, too. He is. He is. I think the world, Eddie. He's a good. I, I hate the stuff that's happened to him over the years here lately, though. Yeah. He's a good dude. I know we're always thinking about him. I see him commenting on Facebook from time to time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good guy. Um, We're going to have to start. I got the nudge a while ago. We're done killing it on our time. Uh, uh, you got anybody you want to thank? I know you, you, you've done a heck of a lot of racing. Man, I, if it wasn't for Rick Vandador over the years out there, helping come inside to, to actually help me to where I could race, uh, Chris, his son, he was the biggest pusher to his daddy about getting me in the car. I mean, I mean, all kind of people. My dad, when I first started, just giving me what little bit of knowledge I had. You know, my uncle's telling me all that stuff too when I was trying to learn. Yeah. Man, uh, Freddie, driving his car. I, if it wasn't for Freddie, I would have never won a championship at Greenwood. I don't believe it. It's just meant to be when I got in that car, I, I yeah. think. You know, it was well-deserved, and, and I can't congratulate you enough. Cause <laughs> I, I know you've got a lot of big fans out there, but I'm one of your fans. You, you're a oh, hell of a guy. I know. And I'm a big fan, too, and I want to tell you, you are one of the most generous, nicest drivers I've ever seen. You have been – I've seen I, – I watch all the racing in what you knew. I know how fast you are, and I've seen you ride behind somebody – that has never won a race, and you let them win. I mean, you could have passed them easy, but you didn't. You let them win. And I've seen that more than once. So well, he tried to give a man two I, races I last know, year. I know. I tried. I did. I, I, 
I wanted Wes to earn it too, though. You know what I mean? I I, I wanted him to feel some accomplishment there. I, I took it easy on him, but I still wanted him to. You give him the pressure. I give him the pressure and made him. I wanted him to know if he screwed up. And he did. And he did. And he knows it. <laughs> I wanted him to know. And and, and I wanted that too because people got to learn somehow. And I know he took every bit of that that I done to him at them two races. He took every bit of that to heart. And he knows now more of what. Yeah. He beat himself up over it. And he still hears about it to this day from me because I'm like, you know, I kept telling him on the radio. I'm like, you got the cleanest race car driver on the racetrack ever behind you. He's not going to wreck you. Don't give it to him. Mm-hmm. And he goes off in the corner, and I, you've seen it. I know. I, and I hated to be the one to do it to him, but hey, when, when they the opened the door, opportunity opened up like that, you can't you yeah. can't woe down enough and let him pull it down in front of you when there's other you ones got behind hit you. From behind, yeah, you done what you had to do, and you I, know he learned all the way around because I made him fix his car. <laughs> you know, normally. Wes is after the race on Saturday night. He's on his way back to Florida. Yeah, and I'm like, or no, no, Columbia. No. Yeah, well, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got the nut house. He has to stop by, <laughs> check in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he makes deposits. Um, uh, I made him stay here and work on his car the next day. I was like, you know, you're not learning anything by crashing it and Steve fixing it. So it's time for you to. And I honestly think that. That's something that every racer needs to learn too, though, is what it takes to put one back together if you do tear it up. Or oh yeah, my two boys will tell you, you know, their tails is down here working on it. If they tear it up, they down here working on it to fix it. I'll I'll take care of it, but they gonna learn. I have to be honest now, though. But George's the forty one car right now. I ain't. I might have touched that thing twice this year. Yeah. And I'll call, or George will call me, or Rick will call me one, and I'll tell, hey, y'all need to do this to that car. And how about be sure you do such and such here? You know what? I don't touch it until it gets to the racetrack, and I don't even have to take it to the racetrack. They got it there for me waiting. <laughs> Dang. I had that deal when I had with the Campbells, but, uh, you know, being a racer, you want to touch them and work on them. And I do, but they just. Some days you can't. So, yeah, that and. Ain't a whole lot to do with pure stock car. No. Change the oil. Yeah. Yeah, a 15-minute job. You know, I understand that. Well, Michael, um, I consider you a friend, good friend. I appreciate you coming on. And, uh, you know, I I didn't know a lot about – I remember you starting. I wasn't really racing when you started, so I wanted to hear about that and let everybody hear about that and let everybody learn about you. Um, Michael Moat is probably – he is the – best driver out there the gentleman driver he's i don't care what class he's in um yes you got a lot of respect for me and uh my family we all think a lot of you you know you race you race everybody clean it ain't just you've raced me clean you you know you get somebody you get mad at somebody that's one thing you know that's the own deal but you go out there and you race hard with everybody and that's man that's so, i got so much respect for you and uh anyway i I appreciate you taking time to come on with us and talking to us. And no problem. I, I this is fun. I'll do it again. Yeah, it's awesome <laughs> to uh, have you on, and uh, you, you can get your daddy to listen. Tell him I was kind of. I'm sure he. I told him the other day or yesterday that I was coming. And he's like, "When is that?" And I said, "Well, <laughs> going tomorrow to do yeah. it." It'll be out Thursday. Uh, Thursday morning. 
or unless Hunter decides to, to, as long as we took care of him, he's been having a lot of trouble with the editing part, and we think we, he's got it figured out. But may put it out a little early. I don't know, but yeah, it'll. You have to tell him don't be slipping. He was him. He Greg told me that they were listening. You know, with the other show when we were doing it, and they were loving it. And I haven't been hearing that feedback from them, so I hope they can pick up and start listening to us. My dad works so much now; it's not even funny. Yeah, I mean. That joker leaves before daylight, and he's probably out still working. I, he told me today that he was going to have to be working till dark. Wow. It ain't dark already. Yeah. I'll be darn. Well, um, the Moat family is known at Greenville Pickens. Uh, like I say, they uh, they come out of the woodwork when somebody's on another family member. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been on that side of the fence before somehow or another i was told that we were related somewhere down the line i have no idea how and there was something my my daddy got into or something and i think there was uh, you know some moat coming out of coming out of cracks in asphalt and over the <laughs> fence and through the walls and i was like where in the hell do all they come from but we ain't gonna put up with that we'll take care of you and i was like whoa this is pretty cool so but you got a heck of a family uh, background and you know history of racing, and we won't mention Benny. But <laughs> well, uh, I got it from both sides, I guess. Yeah, I like Benny; he's my favorite turd. <laughs> 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 but uh, like I say, uh, Michael Mode, everyone, thank you for coming on, buddy. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir.